welcome back to another episode of InCheck with Fintech. This week, we are delighted to be joined by Rafa, co-founder at GetScreen, a portfolio aggregation tool and vertical social network. After spending a few years within Deutsche Bank's M&A team in London, advising some of Europe's largest financial institutions, Rafa decided it was time for a change and teamed up with a friend to create GetQuin in January 2020 in a bid to help people turn into better investors. GetQuin allows its users to track all their investments in stock, funds, crypto and more in one single place, as well as to discuss and interact with like-minded individuals on all finance and investment-related topics. Enjoy listening! Without further ado, I say, uh, Rafa, welcome to the show. Welcome to Intake with Fintech. Thanks for the invite. How are you? Good. Thank you very much. Yeah, it's uh, finally spring is around the corner, which is nice. It's beautiful. How are you doing? Yeah, I cannot, cannot complain. Berlin is uh, recovered from the, the long weekend, which is always very eventful here. So, uh, and yeah, and we have sun, so it yeah, couldn't be better. Lovely. It always lifts the moods, doesn't it? Exactly. <laughs> uh, hey, great. Hey, before we get into uh, the uh, the gist of things, can you um, give a little intro um, on yeah. yourself, first of all? Happy to. So I'm uh, I'm Rafa. I'm actually Raphael, but Raphael yeah, is easier to say. That's by the name I go by. Um, I'm the founder of, of GetQuin, uh, originally from, from Luxembourg, um, hence the yeah, accent you, you will hear in, in English. I started my, my yeah, career in, in banking and then since few years, uh, doing getquin uh which yeah we, we can speak a bit about uh later awesome all right okay perfect hey, and so you are from luxembourg how did you end up in uh, berlin so i actually uh yeah i had to leave luxembourg to study abroad because um back then uh we did have no universities in luxembourg which now likely changed um and so yeah i ended up working in london for for deutsche bank in, in mna and then when i wanted to to build my own company i figured that london although as much as i like the city was not the best city to yeah to create a company it's too expensive too hectic and well berlin was one of the few options we had and so my co-founder um christian is german so we we felt that berlin was a yeah the right the right choice for us um we came one day before COVID started so that was a bit of a bit of a bummer so we let's say our initial berlin experience was not uh, the one usually people think of and then, uh, yeah, we decided to to give it another shot when when we could go back to Berlin. So actually, I moved I moved home during the first lockdown in COVID, because yeah, we no one knew right how long it was was gonna last. And so yeah, since 2020, we are Berlin based with the company, and yeah, very very happy here. You know, it's a yeah great city to live in. Although it's a bit yeah a bit far east for me sometimes. You know, when I have to drive back home to Luxembourg, it's it's a long road. But other than that, great city. Um, you know, a lot of good talents here. You can. Get some nice office spaces, you know, some nice flats as well without um, having to yeah, sell your soul. So now it's it's, it's good. Well, it's definitely more cost efficient than Luxembourg, can imagine. Yeah. It, 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 it is, it is. I mean, you know, for, for us back then when we were thinking about creating a company was either Berlin or, or, or Amsterdam, actually, because you, you know, both very similar, like actually cool cities, get maybe a bit too touristy at, uh, <laughs> to some extent, but it's good cities um and you have a lot of good good people there you know like i would have i would have gone back to luxembourg if i could but we don't have that density of, of tech talent there yet hopefully it will change in the future but it's yeah not there yet and yeah then i mean you have paris maybe but it's well expensive yeah. so yeah berlin was kind of a natural natural choice makes sense yeah and how do you know christian from deutsche bank or how do you know him yeah, I also know from my banking days, so I was uh, doing advisory actually mainly on financial institutions. So I uh, spent a lot of my time actually in Netherlands, advising uh, big insurance companies and, and and as well other other institutions. And then started working on, on fintech and that's how I met him. He was already doing his first startup. 
and you know the the bank was a was a good experience to learn i have to say but yeah i was never like uh was never going to be my first and final job um i always saw it as a great learning experience but then always wanted to do something on my own and so timing was the right you know after four years in the bank or almost four years i felt now i, I had enough you know experience to to try to do something myself and and yeah then we we started end of 2019 uh just the two of us quickly added an, an intern who's yeah who's now leading our our product so yeah happy oh, wow. that we that that you managed to convince him to still be with us um yeah and that's how it's you know how it started really kind of bit typical you know like um three people behind the screen uh, all day trying to work something out without really knowing what you were doing you know my my first job uh the first thing i was doing is I actually built an instagram page you know and i studied econometrics and finance and worked in a bank so i can tell you instagram was not really my uh my expertise or let's say very far away from that but yeah that's kind of the the, the ride we've been on and we i'm sure we'll speak a bit more in, in detail about this but really uh yeah super um, super interesting you know um four years as well um not just skill wise you know the the things i had, I had to learn because i did not have it at, at the beginning but as well um learning a lot about yourself you know how it is to deal with not pressure from a client but pressure from from yourself um how to to raise um financing rounds how to fire someone how, how to hire someone how to manage teams so all those you know those things that usually you learn i, I don't know after how many years in a in a normal job is kind of all all compact in a in a in a few years so it's not so far super yeah super super rewarding yes that's what entrepreneurship is about right is being a jack yeah. of all trades or indeed uh, trying to learn new skills such as building instagram pages at some point uh, as well as fast tracking your skill uh, learning, if you will. Exactly. I mean, I'm I'm not going to say that it was particularly successful. I mean, we still managed to get thirty thousand followers, but uh, uh, I think if I could have could have been bigger if <laughs> we put maybe a bit more design skills in there. Um, but yeah, and so we we joined actually initially an, an accelerator APX, and so that was actually uh, I skipped a bit before, but this was well a big reason why we want to come to Berlin, because you know we we thought okay being in a in a big a big building with with 20 other uh really early stage companies would be super yeah super inspiring you know and, and really um helping you to actually get better have a even better product and and so on so when we joined them that's when COVID started so we actually never managed to have this you know in-person incubator experience um and i think now you know a lot of incubators are kind of moving as well to digital digital programs so but nevertheless was a was a good experience and so that's actually how we yeah how we started our our time in berlin Awesome. Yeah, maybe before we go into uh, that a bit more, um, we've kind of now um, played around it, but uh, GetQuinn, um, you're obviously co-founder of. What is GetQuinn exactly? What do you guys do? Yeah, so GetQuinn, so we're actually um, a platform where you can connect all your trading accounts and you can communicate with like-minded investors. Um, and it really, you know, speaking a bit about how, how did you get the idea. So we started first with the aggregation of trading accounts out of personal needs, you know, both my co-founder and me, we were trading stocks, crypto ETFs, and always in, in different applications. So you have different interface, uh, different login, and you're like, okay, shit, what was my login for this app? You have a different data reliability, you know? And so we were always missing this one tool where you have all your, your finances in there. So, you know, we were both using um, Excel, which, yeah, it's, it's, it's fun to do at at the beginning, but you know, to to keep it up to date all the time, it's yeah, it's super cumbersome. You don't have it on your phone, and that's actually how we started. Um, and then as COVID actually 
kept on going. Obviously, you know, we had those, those trading hypes coming and we saw that there was a clear need to allow users to communicate between each other, you know, because when we started, you know, with our, our, our first few, I don't know, three, 4,000 users, the moment that the trading boom uh, really kept going, um, we got a lot of emails by users just to ask, hey, how is actually your investment uh, portfolio looking at the moment? And, and, and both of us were separately being active on Reddit. Um, I'm active on Twitter as well. I, I don't, um, I'm a silent user, so I, I just consume, I don't post. I think it's, it's better for my sanity, but nevertheless, you know, so we were thinking, okay, they, this tracker is, is a start, but there needs to be as well, um, a, a, a more social layer on top of it to really have actually an engaging app because, you know, to be very honest, like I look at markets every day because it's personal interest. I studied it, I, I worked in it, but my investment account, it's not something that I would look at it four times per day. You know, I look at it almost every day. Um, as well, because I need to check the app, you know, and then see, you know, all its improvements and, and, and so on. And so we really want to, to, to bring the entire topic of, of investments, obviously closer to people, but as well in a, in a way, which is kind of nice. And so we thought, okay, people are in any case already speaking often on social media about investments or increasingly, um, so let's, let's do this. And then I think the, the, the ticking point really was that I just asked a couple of my friends like who do you speak about investments if not with myself for example and most of them had no answer like well actually no one because yeah no one really has like a group where you can speak about and i you know i'm mentioning a lot of investment but as well insurance products what bank account should i get for myself for my kids um i want to get a mortgage like how does this actually work you know and and so we we asked some some users and they all had the same issue that they did not have a group um, of people, of trusted people that could really communicate with. And so this is really what convinced us, okay, to not just do the tracker, but as well have this, this social network. And so as of today, you know, we, we are the biggest um, finance community in the German speaking market. And we still, you know, very much cater for people that um, come for the initial needs, um, which is to connect their accounts. And then over time, they convert into, into social users. Um, so we, still see ourselves as like a tool first and then the social feature is yeah it's something that is really growing on the side and gets bigger and bigger and bigger but so we are we are not yet a, um, a social network first but i'm sure that will come in the in, in the future and and the, the cool thing you know me some listener will be like okay but why would i share my my finances with with someone i have no like knowledge about you know like who, i don't know who sits behind that computer that that screen and so basically the, the accounts, because we connect them with APIs, so it's real accounts, so it's real money. So it's not like just fake money where someone can fake being a super good trader. Um, and when we launched a social network, we were discussing, should we make it actually legitimized so that people have to give their real name, proof of address and so on. And we're like, let's just see what people type in username, you know, and it naturally just went that people were using a nickname. And so, you know, but they show all the investments. So people are way more wary about keeping their name secrets than the investments. And because that's the case, people are really openly speaking about how they invest. And, and the majority of the discussion is not like, hey, I made a lot of money on Bitcoin. Look at me. I'm the best. No, it's like, oh, shit. I thought buying this was a good idea, but I was wrong. Um, or I'm thinking of maybe buying this. Can someone tell me if this is a good idea or just what's your opinion? And it's really something that's... Um, that we really want to like keep um, as well as we grow as a platform to kind of keep this openness because this 
you know, in, in times where like access to capital markets is getting so easy. I could be trading while speaking with you, but the education, it's still not there. You know, I take again myself as an example, like a heavy finance um, study background. And still, I did not have a single class at university that was telling me what I should be kind of watching out for when I'm trading, you know, not just when I'm trading, but when I'm investing, you know, why do you actually need to invest? So whatever the background of the people, the, the uni background or even without uni, the same issue remains that the access is super easy, but they have no, they just don't know where to start or want to start what to do with it, you know? And so this is really uh, what's behind the idea of get quince is not that you get the app, you follow me and you get rich. It's not what you want. So we really want to actually connect people. Um, and so we don't have an impact there, you know? So um, although we as founders are, are heavily followed, it's not that we post the investment ideas and people just copy trade us. It's not what, what we want. What we want is that, you know, if you go on the app, you probably have different uh, investment criteria or investment desires or objectives than, than I have or another user. And you will find the user that actually matches your you know, your thoughts, your expectations, and you can exchange on that same level with that, with that person. And, you know, it goes without saying that, um, I don't know how it's in, in Netherlands, you know, but like in Germany, France, UK, it used to be very, uh, heavily focused on financial advisors, like 10, 15 years ago, yeah, those times are, are long gone, you know, so, so our, you know, our generation, they want to, they want to do things themselves, but they don't know how. And so it's all about connecting people that they can make the, the right, the right decision. I mean, with all this digitization and the rise of neo trading, if you will, it's so easy now to just have an app and trade, right? You don't indeed need a person or a financial advisor, uh, especially if you uh, just started trading, you're not going to yeah. probably trade the amounts that will require a financial advisor, say, yeah. put it that way. Um, but that's cool. So you're a social network, so maybe a bit of a sidestep then, but I hear Reddit, I hear you being a social network. I've checked actually yesterday. I've been on uh, the, uh, the, uh, the social network of Gapwin. Uh, I see uh, a lot of... Um, well, pun me made there, I guess there are memes, uh, but there's also knowledge being shared. Um, are you, what are your thoughts on the whole GameStop situation? And are you afraid that might happen as well in your social network? Is that something you can control for or are controlling for, yeah. or how do you look at that? Yeah, so it's it's, it's it's a good question. I mean, what what happened with GameStop, um, it's a GameStop, um, but as well with um, Baffin, Baffin Beyond, I think was as well, the, the yeah. or, or, it's, I see it more as a wealth transfer of people that are um, very early in knowledge that push something and then they, they get out. It's a bit like, um, you know, you saw it with the um, some some crypto coins is the same, like this pump and dump. GameStop is, is the same. So for me, it was never like the small retail investor against the, the, the bad boys from finance. That was kind of more like a, a PR thing that was, that was, yeah, wind up, but um, yeah, it's obviously it's it's a bad thing because a lot of people kind of burn their fingers and those people are not getting back to to stock markets anytime soon. And it's, it's important to invest, you know, like really for your long-term wealth building, not for short-term gains. This thing should never be a reason to invest personally. Um, so what we do actually, so I have, a, um, I have a team that is just managing the community and we have moderators in uh, in the community. So actually similar to, to Reddit. And so when we see that something is kind of um, getting a lot of attention, that's where we can come in and actually really make people aware like look watch out this is something very risky or highly volatile um always make you know make research don't just follow blindly trends um and the the second thing which 
you know, I was getting, taking a bit of praise for the, for the company on this, but actually the biggest praise needs to be given to our user base because our users, um, particularly the, 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 the early stage users we, we got, because they were already trading, because they were getting on our app because of the aggregation, those are very experienced users. They're, those are not day traders, but those are users that are investing in a variety of assets really to have in the long term a better, just a better, um, a better life. And whenever, and you know, we obviously, we, we had this already on our community that people want to start a trend. They are the first one to actually um, really break it and tell people like, look, don't just jump on everything. It's important to remember those, those basic rules when investing. And so this, it's highly important. Obviously, as we grow as a, as a network, the, the, the risk will get bigger and bigger that you can really get this, uh, this, this hurt behavior. And, and, and that's when we can come in, you know, as well as a product to, for example, make like a banner, like, Hey, watch out. Is this, everyone speaks about these stocks. Maybe you should, you know, uh, think twice before doing something. And, and, and lastly on this, you know, what, what I find, which is great, um, in, in the product in which I really, really want to keep ideally forever like this is that we don't allow trading because people on Reddit, on Twitter, on our app, they deal with emotions because they see, oh shit, my portfolio is decreasing, um, i.e. I lost all this money, which is not the case. You know, you only lose money if you sell something at loss. The moment, like as long as you don't sell, there's no monetary loss, you know? And so by not allowing them to trade, like you could do, for example, on, on eToro, um, you kind of allow people to think twice before they do something. There's something that is for me very important because I did as well this, you know, those mistakes when I started investing that on emotions you trade and that's usually a bad, a bad idea. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So this is where I guess twofold conclusion I draw from that one, this is where the education piece comes in. Basically is you with your team step in and say, Hey, this is getting a lot of attention, but be aware that this might be risky or that there's always risk involved with, with trading, uh, or any type of warning and the power of the community, right? There's these experienced people want to yeah. share their knowledge to the benefit of others without getting immediate benefits from themselves because they exactly um, and this part of the community is really the strongest so we as a as a company you know we we very rarely had to because obviously we don't want to go down into uh into investment advisory that's not that's not why we we did this otherwise i would just have a, my own youtube channel or instagram channel mm -hmm. uh, so it's always the power of the community that it's um yeah that that takes up a hand and that's exactly how it's how it should be you know yeah exactly so you're now four years old, right? So you started with an accelerator, like you said. I think in the meantime, you've been Series A funded. Talk to us about that journey. Well, how do you go from, or what went off? Not how, how do you, what was the journey like going from being part of accelerator to Series A? Yeah, so we, when we um, joined accelerator, that, so that was in, uh, in March, uh, 2020. And you know, a lot of companies, when they join accelerator, be it APX as well, other programs, um, they often get told, okay, you do this accelerator to um, concretize your product idea. Yeah. And then we're going to help you maybe find some angels and you do like some convertible round. And then a year later, you do your seed rounds. We thought, okay, because our product was already ready. So we were not super keen to kind of do like a, an angel round and then still have a super small team for like a year where you can't really develop. Um, and so we actually went, um, yeah, we went for an equity round, which then we luckily managed to do in, the, in summer 2020. Um, so there we, we raised a bit more than a million um, and this really helped us actually to uh, hire our first few developers and, and really start building uh, a good product because 
we have always been convinced and still are convinced that in the financial space, your product needs to be really good. Um, you can have your best sales or marketing team if the product is not good enough. It's 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 useless, you know. And so we put all the resources in the product. And so what we then actually did is, um, I don't know, I think 10% of of the of the round we took, or 15, we we put it into into very specific marketing. So we did a lot of of influencer marketing, which, by the way, I would um, I would advise to any like aspiring B2C founder or already people in B2C space to consider influencer marketing if it fits well with your product, you know. Um, and so for us, you know, all the influencers that speak about money, they need to connect, they need to uh, they need to monitor their trading accounts. So they were using actually our app to to monitor their performance during COVID and to share it with people as well, you know. So there we had as well some 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 good virality that we could get. Um, and, you know, in the meantime, the money we raised, we could put it into product development. And then came actually 2021. And this is during that time that you actually realized, okay, a portfolio aggregation is is, is not the end, you know, there needs to be the social layer. Um, and to raise the social layer, we needed to have a, a bigger team. And so we did a, a convertible round with our existing user base and a few new investors that we, we took in. And this was nice, you know, because a convertible round is, yeah, it was very quick to make because you don't have to go to no tree and, 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 and so on. And because with existing investors, you have very little to do diligence or you have it but it's not as long so let's say it doesn't take too much of your um, your time as a founder i mean you can really focus on the on the product and then you know with uh with this money we kept increasing our tech team we kept putting more into marketing to really build uh, a community and then start getting insights of what people actually really want and then based on that really keep iterating on the on the product um and then last year you know um start of last year uh we were clearly at um at the crossroads we were like look we have um, a good product we had good growth but we are still a pre-revenue company you know and so um because our story was always on product sickness and growth um and so with this and i i, I will clarify a bit it's not that we do hyper growth but we we had such variety in the in the product and there was such need for the product that we put all our effort on that to make sure that our product is as good as it can be for the users that want to use it. Um, and then, you know, last year we were like, okay, now it's time for, for Series A, but then as well then slowly time to look at um, at monetizing. So we raised an, a 15 million round last summer, pre-revenue as a, as a company. Mm-hmm. Um, and since then, you know, we, we have been, we have been focusing on, yeah, on really improving, improving, um, yeah, you as a company, because suddenly, you, you know, you start with, with two people with one internet and our CTO, and then suddenly you have 50 people in your company, you know, after Series A. And so, uh, so yeah, so we did a lot of work on, on internal processes. Uh, we monetize now as well since a couple of months. So, yeah, it's, you know, um, I often look back at the financing round and somehow after each round, not only your work as a founder fully changed, but as well the, the way you work with the company, uh, the way the teams are working, you know. And so now we're at the stage where we have a, a fully-fledged tech team, a fully-fledged product team, both working really well. We are very happy with the, those teams. And now we are slowly building up to other teams um, because, you know, I was for a very, very long time actually alone just doing all the non-tech stuff because the focus was always on the tech. You know, the, it's, at the end of the day, we are product, product-led uh, organization. And so all the resources need to go into product uh, until the product is really as good as possible. And then you can you can start selling the product more and, and, and so on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 
Interesting. So you said you started monetizing. I think you started monetizing through advertisements. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. And going well, are you happy with the results? Yeah, we are happy. Uh, we are happy uh, what we do. So the ads we we show, it's just um, in the financial space. So we don't want to, you know, I don't know, show Coca-Cola ads to our user base. Uh, you know, we want to show really relevant, uh, relevant ads and goes well. And it's, um, you know, it's in terms of, you just look at it from a business perspective, it's very low. It takes not too much time from your team to actually produce an ad versus the return you get it, you know? Um, so it's, it's actually very, yeah, very satisfying. The community really accepts it well because it's, it's relevant, but you have as well a subscription model. So, you know, we, we always, um, or we still think that what we do it's, is great, but we are not inventing a flying car, you know? So I was always against um, to have our product fully behind a paywall, like all the other competitors have. So the product as it is today, you know, you, the, the way you saw it as well yesterday, it will remain for free like it is. But then the nice to have features, we put them behind the paywall because not everyone, for example, we have uh, benchmarking features where you can compare yourself against performance of a stock of the markets and, and so on you can compare instruments um one uh, one versus the other to see which one suits actually my expectations better not everyone will, will want to use this or like dividend calendar so this we put behind the paywall and then obviously if you pay you don't see the ads so that's kind of the the two models we have and we are slowly slowly scaling it but always you know with a lot of um respect and I think consideration is a better word, consideration for our user base. Because no you way. don't want to, well, you don't want to annoy your user by putting like a really, really important feature behind the paywall and then they'll be upset um, or just to spam them with ads that are irrelevant or super aggressive. So everything we do is is always in very close, um, yeah, almost actually partnership with, with the user base, you know. Um, so as well, the way, for example, we developed the product, we obviously as, as, as founders, we have it's mostly our input, but we have as well um, like a board where users can just put in an idea and then it gets voted. And then if we see it has a lot of votes, well, we include it, you know, and usually the, the things that have a lot of votes is in any case stuff that we already had kind of on our roadmap because it was, we had it as an idea or we had it in discussion with the user base as well. And so I think it's, it's super important that as we scale, that we keep this, um, this proximity to, to, to the users. Because, I mean, you see a lot of, um, I mean, you know, we don't have to reinvent the wheel. You see a lot of communities uh, where suddenly you have like this, this split between the what the users want and what the company wants. And there's a, just a lot of, of examples on, on, on how to do things or how not to do things. And so we try to really kind of take the best from all those companies that have been there before us and, and make sure we don't repeat all those mistakes, you know, basically. No, exactly. Yeah. That's interesting. There, the evolution you've been through. Well, like you said, as a founder, your job has changed after every funding round, but it sounds the product has also changed and you're very much helping develop the product further with uh, the power of the community, which is uh, very interesting to uh, to hear about. Yeah. Um, let's talk about financial advice. So did I pick up on you saying earlier, we don't want to be a financial advisor? Yes, and we don't give, um, so we have the license to give financial advice, but it doesn't like, our opinion does not matter because not everyone has the same needs, you know? Some people say, hey, I want to build a financial cushion to, to buy a flat. Other people are like, well, this is my pension because I will not get a pension in the future. So I do just ETFs to have my pension in 40 years. 
other people are like, look, I want to enjoy my life for the next four or five years. So I just want to make some extra cash on the side with, with short-term bets. So, you know, my opinion or my co-founder's opinion or people of uh, opinion of, of, of our employees are very subjective. Um, and that's why we don't go into that. And we really think, and, and that's really something we, we strongly believe, that in the community, you will find people that, that share the same opinions as you. And that's exactly what you should be looking for, you know? People that share the same values, that can challenge you, but you should not get the app if you just want to like copy trade what we do because it, that would be wrong, you know? And um, and so, you know, we don't give financial advice. We don't give financial education. So you don't have like a tab where you give you like financial workshops. Um, but this is well mainly because the people that come on our platform, they're already a bit experienced. And, and you know, we have daily new joiners like newbies that come on the platform and they just ask like, hey, I have never invested. I just got a 5K bonus at work or a bit of inheritance. What should I do with this? And that's where people come and then they get 20, 30 different comments. And the people just go through the comments and then they kind of pick a bit what they like, what they don't like, and then they, they dig further, you know? And this is kind of really the value that's, that we want to add. Like my opinion has no value, but it's the community's opinion that really has value. So is the community then the financial advisor? Yeah. 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 Right. Okay. And and it, and it's not, so we don't um, fact check stuff. So if you say, I don't know, Apple is better than, than Microsoft, there will not be someone in my company that will kind of say, green flag, he's right, or red flag, don't listen to him, he's, he knows nothing, you know? It's still to the user to decide. And if someone says, yeah, Apple is better than Microsoft, there will be someone commenting, well, I actually disagree based on this and these numbers. So it's all about really this exchange, not one side, but both sides between the people. And you know, you probably check the app in, in, in English, right, I presume. Yeah. So if you check it in German, you will see threads of like 40, 40 plus comments about one stock, you know. This you don't find anywhere else. Um, and so this is, is something that's, yeah, is really core in the value. Or, you know, we have functionality where you can just say like, what's your opinion on this market or this product? And people can just do like thumbs up or thumbs down. Then you already get like a feeling of, okay, should I do this or should I not do this? And let's say, you know, I asked this about again, Apple and Microsoft. I have 10,000 people that do thumbs up. Well, maybe for me it's like, okay, if that is like so, so hot as a topic, like everyone says it's good. Well, maybe for me, I'm like getting too cool. I'm like, well, it's, it's too hot already. So I don't want to invest it. Or maybe I'd be like, oh yeah, if everyone likes it, then I need to invest in that, you know? And this again, is super subjective. And, and that's why, you know, um, you know, we spoke before about financial advice or financial coaches. It cannot work to have one person because there's always this conflict of interest, you know, like mm -hmm. the, the, the coach doesn't do it for free. Um, in the past, they were often doing it on kickbacks from products. So they were selling people specific products because they were earning from it. Our community, they do it because they like to share the knowledge or they like to ask questions. They don't, it's not that they make money if they answer more questions. So everyone is really free to, to post, to interact or to, to not do anything. You know, we have users that don't interact in the social community because they're like, look, I don't think I'm knowledgeable enough to, to answer a question or maybe they just don't want it. And then we have other people that just want to gain knowledge or just share knowledge. And so this is this is all, all that it's about, you know? So I think, um, you know, financial advice per se is 
the the perception of financial advice is changing a lot you know and i think we are contributing to this change but as well other companies that's um that do something similar and not necessarily that does the same thing but do something similar um it's like it's a bit uh i'll give you two other examples um i'm a very keen runner and cyclist you have this app called strava where people post about their rides but they can as well ask questions you know and and that's what people do so they they don't necessarily all go to a like a private coach like they just ask people like oh yeah so you you did this as a running split like what are you training for you know what would you be advised the same on vivino you know um where you can like compare wines and it's not vivino that will tell you i don't know this bottle of wine just scans it's good or bad they just give you the average reviews of people and 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 you decide a bit the same like in some sense trip advisor you know like a restaurant you don't look at what is like the mission guide for example saying on a restaurant so is it in there yes or no kind of check what the people what the people say i think here what's what's very important is that people speak whether it's good or bad because i took now the example of, of, of restaurants or like um let's say an, an experience that you, you pay for usually when you pay for something you assume it's going to be good and then usually you complain when it's when it's not good you know um and and so we were very conscious of this when we launched the, the social network to really have all the time people speaking about whether something is good or something is bad and kind of to avoid having those good discussions about oh this restaurant is is terrible because service was bad or you know like you have an each row they just show people that trade well you know so that's always like it, it doesn't give you the full picture basically so long <laughs> took me a while to to get to this word but it's all about getting the full picture um, and so that's what's the same for us, you know, you need to give people a full picture and they decide if they want to do this or not. They decide if they want to go to this restaurant or not. That's, I think it's, 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 it's really that, you know, as a, the conclusion, people decide. You need to give them the content to make a decision, but it's their decision. It's not ours. Now, how hard is that? Because the main difference between what you guys advise on or give a platform for is that it's about money, which is probably the most precious to any or most of the living people uh, on this planet. Um, how hard is it to not step in and say, because in a way there is, it's a thin line, right? You are then saying, okay, this post get a lot of attention. So we put out a flag and say, okay, watch out or um, be aware that um, there's still a risk involved, which is to an extent, I guess, an advice in a way, but also there's a community. So people might say, yeah, okay, Rafa, fair enough, but you provide the platform to, for other people to give their advice, which people then take as advice, if you see what I mean. So I guess that there is an advice piece in there. I think what you are trying to not do is to be involved personally by saying, this is the right thing to do, but you offer a community where there's a, uh, there are pros and cons to a yeah. particular stock, for example, or Apple is better than Amazon or whatever it is. Yeah, and, and this is why you need as well this variety in, in your user base because you don't want all users to say, yeah, buy Apple. Because then if you buy and it goes down, you're like, okay, those guys actually scammed me, you know, it's, yeah. it's, 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 it's crap. And and this is um, a, a work that, you know, indirectly goes as well when you're marketing to be like, what what are kind of messages I'm, I, I want to put out there so that I get obviously not only good users that I actually use the app, but as well that come from different backgrounds. And I give you a very good examples. People that buy tech stocks and people that buy dividend stocks. It's 
two different, usually two very distinct peoples or, or user groups. So, you know, we have not just ads, we have as well organic landing pages that optimize for people that look for dividend stuff and others for, for tech stocks, you know. And this is really what we need. We need to have this variety of the um, in, in, in profiles, in in opinions, because obviously, obviously, if you have just like one or two opinions, that's your value. The value is not there to be to be very honest, you know. And so, this is really what what we want to provide is just this variety of of opinions. And at the end of the day, you know, it's your decision. No one is obliging you to do anything. It's up to you to to take to take an, an advice by someone or to just make your own research, to just get other opinions, you know, um, and, and there we cannot force people, you know, and and if there are some people that take take directly the first advice you were given and they see, okay, it did not work out, they will have a very valuable lesson to be like, don't only listen to one person, you know, like make your research, spend more time on things. And, and it's not because you join an, an online investment community that you should directly be like making gains in investments. You need to I always say that building your, your financial wealth involves a lot of mistakes, you know, and the more mistakes you make or the more mistakes you see other people make, the better it's for you because you, you will not do them again or you, you will not do them. And, you know, and, and this goes as well to the, you know, a couple of minutes ago, I said that we want users to speak as well when they did a bad trade because that is helping, it's not, it's not helping them. They're like, hey, look at me, I, I did a mistake or I, I got unlucky. But it's helping the other people, other people seeing it. Well, I guess in a way, psycho psychologically, it might help them, right, to talk about their yeah. their failure that they that they made. But then it leads to the uh, richness of, of the other other users. No, um, makes sense. Something else I wanted to talk about. I think Chat GPT. So I think anyone who has heard of LinkedIn these days has definitely heard of Jet Chat GPT because it's everywhere. Applicability of it is um, goes far and wide. I think from finding the what you debated, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yes, the sales processes, but not yet as a financial advisor until I saw your post two weeks ago. So can you maybe give a bit of background to the listeners what I'm talking about? Yeah, so um, I think you know a lot of people listening uh, listening here, and, and I think you you have the same opinion, right? Kind of probably a bit fed up with this entire ChatGPT uh, can do everything, you know? Like, like I was almost like, why why the hell did I study? You know, um, if I could have just used this this ChatGPT. And, and so I just thought, you know, if everyone says it's so good as it as it claims, um, can pass Harvard, can pass the law, but I had not seen any single post about it can actually be a good a good at investment strategy. So I I created a portfolio with ChatGPT, which uh, yeah I was surprised that they were giving actually direct recommendation. I would have I would have assumed it would be a bit more cautious, but actually if you ask very specifically, they give you recommendation. But again, it's one opinion. You know, it's it's one opinion by a uh, by an AI. You don't really know what's what's behind. So let's see. I'm 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 running this little experiment to actually see how it is. I mean, they gave me um, yeah, surprisingly they gave me like funds, which I would have expected. But they gave me as well direct stocks, which which I find pretty pretty surprising because um, I mean, obviously they have the big disclaimer, no investment advisor and and, and so on. Yeah. So let's let's see. You know, um, how the performance will will, will be. I'm looking now at six months or, or a bit more, you know, because everything below is just, uh, yeah, just guessing. But I think the, um, the bottom line beat for building an investment portfolio with ChatGPT or anything else, um, I personally don't think it's necessarily like a replacement of, of people or products. But I do think that uh, it can be a complement 
to um, to people's work, people's opinion, you know? Like, if you ask people in an online community, how should I invest? Why not ask ChatGPT? Like, it's it's one more opinion, you know? Yeah. And it goes back to what I said before, you know, I'm sorry for being a bit repetitive. It's 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 your decision. And, and we actually, we use um, AI tools internally already. Um, and not to replace anyone, but really to to make their work easier. So we use it on the, for example, on the tech side uh, to ch just check some some uh, code lines to see maybe if you, that code can be written even better or, you know, more efficient, shorter and, and so on. Um, and, and I think that's the, the, the main use case I see at the moment. You know, I don't think it will it will replace like um, a full product or like a full profession. I think for this, it's you still don't know actually how much how much data do they really have to to train on. Um, and at the end of the day, proximity to people still matters, you know. And, and I think this will be as well be key with, with ChatGPT. Just cannot just replace a human or humans, you know. So like, it, it's kind of a. I think it's it's a good like second opinion on on whatever you know. You want to write a text. Yeah, ask ChatGPT to write the text too, and then maybe you prefer the ChatGPT text. You pro, you press some phrases from it, then you do like a mix of both. Um, I think that's. I'm, I'm sure there's people that have different opinions, you know, but that's personally the way I, the way I see it. You know, like for example, maybe you did the same. Like I recently um, did a, a LinkedIn post. I was like, yeah, you know, I'm just gonna uh, ask ChatGPT to provide me with some posts, and then I'm just gonna copy paste. You don't copy paste. I was still, I still change. I don't know, ninety-five percent of the post. So I could have just read it all myself, you know. But you know, for example, we use it. Um, another example, we use it on our internal documentation. Uh, so, so we use Notion, for example, for um, writing down processes and, and so on. They have a very good AI tool. So that that really scans through your scans, not scans, scans through your your existing work, and then you say, hey, I want to write a process. I don't know about feedback i'm just inventing something you know about a feedback new feedback process for for the company um and they give you um, a skeleton that you can work on so I, I really do believe it can make our work easier yeah but it will never it will never replace our work i mean never say never but at least not, not for now. i guess the uh, danger comes in when people think is the uh, source of truth right uh, these yeah. kind of uh, ai models so uh, i think that's a uh, that's the problem. So it's now in two weeks. How has it been doing the portfolio on under Jet Jet DPT? Any let, let me actually check. I did not I did not check actually. Um but I have it here your chat GPT portfolio in my app. So one point seventeen percent plus. Okay, well, that's pretty good. So it was uh, yeah, it was pretty pretty red until last week and then now it's uh it's okay. We we are getting there, so it's still Still making, um, still making a bit of profit with it, but if you take if you take inflation into account, it's uh, it's yeah, it's negative. Yeah, okay. Fair but yeah, yeah, let's let's see. Um, yeah. I have five positions, so two ETFs and three stocks, no crypto. So yeah, let's 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 see. Let's see. All right. Okay. I guess people need to keep an eye out on your LinkedIn if they want to find out the uh, updates yeah, exactly. in a few months. Yeah, it's definitely exciting. Great, man. Thank you very much. Maybe to close off, what's next for Gethquin? So you had Series A last summer. Um, you are uh, hiring some people here and there. Um, it sounds like you are have potentially plans to become a social network first company, whereas now is maybe not necessarily yeah. yet. But what are the plans? What's kind of next? 
Yeah, so um, so for now, you know, we're still very much focused on our tool because it's uh, it sounds easy to connect accounts, but it's it's bloody complex, you know, and and there's more and more trading platforms that you have to integrate. Um, you know, people's requirements change over time. You know, uh, the expectations, what they want. Um, so you always have to kind of making sure your product is is really up to date um, with with all the expectations of your of your user base, and for us, you know. Um, the, the, the product as such, we, we only do marketing in, in Germany and we do very little marketing, um, but we have users all over the world. And so for us as, as an step is really to see, okay, is it, uh, yeah, is it worth um, pursuing a foreign market? Because we already have a huge user, user base there. Um, and then just, you know, connect, connect people, not just in German speaking regions, but really, really worldwide. And I think while doing this, the, the network will naturally grow on, on on the side. And then at some point we will be the a social network. But we are not rushing things, you know, we, we still see ourselves as a as a tool first. Uh, we still do this tool to network approach. Um there's still so many people out there that that can use our tool that's uh, that are looking for a tool like ours. You know, if you look at at Google search volumes, not just Germany but as well in, in, in other markets, Netherlands too. Um the amount of people that are looking for uh a and a worth tracker, net worth tracker, portfolio tracker, it's it's crazy. Each month it's just increasing. So ideally we would do every uh, market that has access to to stocks and crypto, you know, tomorrow, but you know, we cannot, we have to kind of pick uh, pick our battles. But so yeah, so for now, you know, long story short, still very much focused on, on product development. Um, yeah, and then growth, you know, a bit lo locally, but as well at some points um, externally. And then, you know, let's see, um, we are we are a well-funded well-funded company. Financing rounds are, are always fun, but at the moment we really focus on the on the product, um, and then let's see where the where the journey will will go from from here onwards. Yeah, yeah, exciting. Well, I'll uh, I'll definitely uh, I'll definitely follow that to see where you guys are going next, and I uh, appreciate taking the time to be on the show. Uh, great to talk about. Uh, well, especially like the chat GBT part, even though it's been talked about so often and so much. Uh, still, there's always different applicability to it, right? I don't know. It's good to uh, to fantasize about it, I guess. But uh, thanks very much, anyway. Uh, thanks for the invite. Uh, thanks for listening. Of course, no problem. And then speak to you. Speak to you soon. Cheers. Bye bye. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of InCheck with FinTech. If you enjoyed this episode, hit the like button and leave us a comment below. We'll be having more industry leaders soon, so don't forget to subscribe as well in order to stay updated with the latest episodes of our podcast.